Shalom Aleichem. Our topic for today is the topic of mispronunciations. Um, the, the, this is the beginning of a series uh, guided by Maseches Nadorim. Um, I personally am learning it, and I, I found Rav, uh, Rav Zilberstein's book, Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein's book, Hashuke Chemed, uh, that I think we've drawn him before. I found it to be very engaging, and uh, and uh, uh, interesting. I I love listening to him to his shiurim. Uh, sometimes it'll be a springboard for us to to uh, to get to some some interesting sources of the achronim. Sometimes we'll follow his uh, his lead. Um, I would like to um, to uh, tonight to. Uh, to bring a number of sources that that he brings that are that are that are important sources to know. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, the beginning of Maseches Nador, and by the way, also, sir, excuse me, uh, uh, those who are Dafyomi learners, so uh, Nadorim is coming up. So uh, this will uh, this will dovetail with your learning of of uh, Dafyomi. I don't I don't uh, I don't believe we'll follow. The schedule of the Dafayomi, but uh, but but God willing, okay. Um, there's there's an important run in the beginning of Maseches Nedorim. The, the the Mishnah in in Nedorim uh, begins. Um, read inside. The Mishnah in Nedorim begins. Here we are. Yeah, call kinuye nedorim kinedorim, etc., etc., etc. Now, kinuye nedorim. The word kinui we use mostly for nickname. Um, the Mishnah eventually gives you examples of what it refers to as kinuyim. Haomer lechaveru konam konach. Konas, hare elu kinuyim the korban. The standard formulation of a netter of a of a of a of an of an oath of a vow, excuse me, is this particular thing. We use chocolate as an example. Is prohibited to me like a korban. However, somebody who uses a kinui uses a a replacement word or a nickname word says instead konam instead of korban. Or konach, or konas, and and the Vishta list afterwards a number of other of other kinuyim. Now, the the um, the Ran comments. We'll go back to our to our source. The Ran comments as, as follows. By the way, the Ran is one of the central commentaries uh, on Nedarim, and. Um, there's what's printed as Rashi apparently is not necessarily uh, Rashi himself. Um, and uh, the Ran on the Durham ended up becoming one of the central uh, commentators. Uh, and um, I read once in the name of either the Tzanzarov or his son uh, that uh, learning the Ran on the Durham is a way to get uh, Sechel Yasser to get uh, straight thinking. Okay, 
Uh, let's read it inside. This will be the first source that we'll see inside. Now, there's a machlokes in the Gemara about what these kinuyim are. One approach is that they're they're really none, they're not Hebrew. These are Gentile languages. And there's a second approach that they were language, that they were expressions that were created purposely for the sake of, of, uh, of making the Dorit. But uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says that Lashon Nakri Meim, they're, they're really um, non-Jewish languages. Why are these particular, these three words used instead of other words? Why not use uh, uh, sacrifice, use something from French, use something from Greek, use something from, from some Eastern language? Why are these three uh, words used? Uh, and in fact, we should just say it in a very general way, like, like uh, we can imagine we might say in some other area of halacha, that and somebody who takes an oath in any language, uh, takes a vow, sorry, I keep on saying mistakenly oath, uh, it, it's really a vow, God willing, in a subsequent um, uh, chabur will discuss We'll discuss the difference. The, the, uh, let it just say somebody who, who takes a vow in any language, it's an effective vow. So what I saw that, that is, that is, uh, that is correct on this topic is what I saw in the name of the great Chacham Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Chistoy of blessed memory. Now, I was trying to figure out who this was and looking, doing a little research. It sounds like it's an, like it's an ancestor of Rav Chastai Crestus, not Rav Chastai Crestus, uh, but one of Rav Yehuda himself is an ancestor of Rav Chastai Crestus. And he's the son of a Rav Chastai who was, a, who was a, some kind of an alter zedi of Rav, Rav Chastai Crestus. Uh, that's what I come up with. Maybe I'm incorrect on that, but that's, that's what I, I saw. The um, Rabu Sashminim that it teaches us a chiddush. The Lomi boy belashonos nachrim shem lashonos kamurim. Not only Gentile languages that are lashonos kamurim, lashonot kamurim, which means uh, complete. And here I'll say um, proper languages. The Queen's English. That somebody who takes a vow, it's effective. Even in, in incomplete language or, 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 or improper language. That's, those are Hebrew words that became corrupted. And they were, they were stated in that way by... Uh, in by by non-Jews who were using a a, a corrupted Hebrew word. Um, we thought we had a havamina that somebody who takes a vow using that language, lo neder, it shouldn't be an effective vow, because it itself is not proper or complete language. The Mishnah teaches us since they do speak in that way, 
even though that's not really proper speech, but it is a, a mistaken language. Um, it's a mess up language. Shibush, even that I'm, I'm speaking here in slightly uh, uh, improper English. Sorry about that. Hareu uh, neder gomor. It's a it's a complete neder. And all the more so other other languages. So the reason why the Mishnah doesn't say that somebody who takes a neder in any language, it's an effective neder, is because it wants to teach us that even if somebody takes a neder in a, a, a corrupt or a low form of, of, of a language, um, it still is, is considered an effective netter. You don't have to speak the Queen's English for it to be an effective netter. Now, what follows is um, maybe there's something then to speaking uh, a very uh, high or proper uh, English and uh, or 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 French or Italian or whatever language you happen to be speaking. Um, there's he brings two sources on this. Uh, one of the sources is is that Bavil was cursed that it would not have uh, a a safam malchutit which means a royal language. So uh, Tosus understands that this is referring to a, to a particularly uh, high, well-developed language. And uh, what he said was, is that, is that it's, you see that it's considered a klala, you can see it's considered a, a curse that a nation like Bavel uh, only had this uh, simple street language, as opposed to uh, as opposed to a a, a high or highfalutin. Uh, highfalutin has a negative con uh, connotation, but uh, but a a, a well developed high language. Now I'll leave that to language experts to. Uh, to decide what would be considered a well-developed language. But I assume if you can uh, accurately express uh, complex ideas and, and, and complex things in a language, um, uh, not just be able to say, how do you feel, happy or sad, but I feel, uh, I feel, um, uh, frustrated, I feel uh, elated, etc. Or not just to talk about past, present, or future, but what would have theoretically happened? Uh, those kinds of things, uh, uh, more uh, uh, subtle distinctions, um, perhaps. Um, now, there's a um, yes question. Yeah. What? What language are they ref Chazal referring to? Are they referring to Aramaic? Right. So that's or... what that's what Tosis points out that that they they spoke Aramaic in Bavel, but Bavel never had a a a safam el a high and and uh, and and well developed language, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, Share Zalashon that Hashem says in the curse that I will remove from Bavel She'er, 
What is share? Chazal say zelashon Megillah daf yud base. Tosa says, what, did, what do you mean they don't have a lashon? Sure, they have a lashon. Aramit, and he says what they didn't have was a was a royal lashon. They didn't have a, mm. a a royal language. That was that was what they were missing. There's a Gemara on Baba, in Baba Kama, and the the context of the Gemara is to is to prove something about Greek, but. Derech Agav, incidentally, it mentions the following. Amar Rebbe, Beretz Yisrael, Lashon Surse Lama. Why is there Lashon Surse? Why is there Surse in, 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 in Eretz Yisrael? O Lashon HaKodesh, O Lashon Yevanis. Either the Holy Tongue, meaning, meaning Hebrew, or, or, or Greek. Um, so Rashi explains that... Um, Lashon Kodesh O Yavanitu Lashon Tzach. Those are um, Tzach, the word Tzitzuach is polished and Tzach is clear. Those are clear polished languages. Vesursi Lashon Nilag. And Sursi is a, a corrupt or a, a, uh, a messed up, uh, a, uh, a low language. So So the Torah tells us to speak in a in a uh, in a well developed way in a in a in a highway. So so this is a nice uh, this is a very interesting source that even if you're speaking uh, in another language, uh, not just Hebrew, one should ideally develop his speech in a way where he speaks uh, uh, clearly. And uh, if you will, high language of whatever language that he's speaking. Okay, so, so that's, an that's the first source. Yes. Maybe uh, Chazal are referring to the fact that after the downfall of Nebuchadnezzar, it's, uh, the New Babylonian Empire, there was, I guess, there was Persian spoken and Aramaic spoken, but not as much the, I guess, the old cuneiform, old Babylonian. Interesting, interesting, very possible. Because it would be Persian and Aramaic, the lingua franca, et cetera. I'm just just speculating. Interesting. Okay, sounds sounds possible. Um, Okay, that's the first set of sources I want to mention, which is perhaps there is an ideal of speaking um, a well-developed high um, language, whatever language you you happen to speak. That's a... That's a plug for for uh, English teachers, and of course, in the Hebrew, we should try to develop uh, a, a Hebrew that that is uh, that is uh, clear. Uh, uh, learning Tanakh is probably very helpful for that, as well as as uh, trying to dig into some of the PUT. Okay, um, now we mentioned. Uh, and our title is mispronunciation in Nidarim, which we already spoke about. That even though these languages, these these uh, expressions are are mispronunciations initially, but because they are used, they are uh, languages that are spoken. So therefore, a netter made in those languages, konam konach konas, is considered a valid a valid netter. Um, number two, we 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 mentioned Talmud Torah. Uh, so uh, now Rav Zilverstein uh, is very, uh, he's a very fun pedagogue. So if you listen to some of his shirm, every now and then he gives you a riddle. So uh, the riddle here, or, or like a quiz question. 
when is it proper for a person to speak in in a uh, in in language that is ileg? Now, this ayin lamed gimel word is a word used for uh, corrupt or mistaken or mispronounced language. So uh, there's a mishnah in Eduyot which says Hillel Omer Melo Hin Mayim Sheuvim Poslin Amikvah. Now we paskin that. Hillel says a hin of water, uh, a complete hin of water uh, that is drawn water invalidates a mikvah. But the Mishnah doesn't just say that. The Mishnah adds, but a person has to say in the language um, of his Rav. The Ramam says a, an, has, has an interesting commentary on this. The Rambam says as follows in his commentary on the Mishnah. Shmai and Avtalian, who were converts, were, were uh, Shammai and Hillel's Rabbein. Like it says in, in Avot, uh, it says, Hillel v'shamai kiblumayim. V'hayu gerim, they were converts. V'nishara bilishonam ilguta goyim. And they, they retained some of the mispronunciations of of the nations. Meaning they did not pronounce the H letter. Um, we have it in, let's say in English. So you have, sometimes you do pronounce an H, house, and sometimes you don't pronounce, pronounce an H, like honor. But um, the, the, uh, the H sound was dropped out. Sometimes, for instance, uh, Jews that come from Russia often uh, add a, uh, have a chet sound where there would be a hey, or a G sound where there would be a hey, um, or there would be an H sound. So, so Shmaya Naftalian said in instead of hin. Vehaya Hillel Omerkach, Melo in. And Hillel would say, in, the way he heard it from them. And that's what they said, that a person uh, should speak the way his Rav does. Meaning, the Mishnah says, the Mishnah, for us, writes the word hin, but, but Hillel, when he said it over, he said in. Now, the Rambam mentions an alternate commentary. There are those who said, who, who explained this Mishnah, that the mispronunciation was to say chin instead of hin. Um, we have uh, a lot of times Americans who are not used to the ch sound, the ch sound. So instead of Hanukkah, they'll say Hanukkah. So, but here it was the opposite. Instead of hin, they said chin. First of all, this was beautiful for me to read. This was very Mragesh, very uh, sorry for uh, um, my hybrid, um, as if I grew up in Israel language. The, uh, it, it was very Mragesh. <laughs> so the 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 first reading, which the mispronunciation was in instead of in, he. 
That's what I received from my father of blessed memory. That's Rav Maimon. Shekibel Mirabo, who received from his Rebbe, which is Rav Yosef Ibn Megash. And his Rav from his Rav, which is, which is, which is uh, the Rif. Rabbi Yitzhak Al-Fasi, Adkan Lashon, that's the Rambam. So um, the Rambam holds that when it comes to saying over the words of your Rebbe, so then you can repeat his mispronunciation. Okay. Um, now, the reason for that later on he speaks might have to do with, with preserving precisely the Mesorah of Torah Shabal Peh. It might have to do with Kavod Rav. Um, uh, it might have to do with the special love that a person has for his, uh, for his Rav and the way and, the, and, and saying it exactly the way he said it. Whatever the case, there's an alternate commentary by the Gra. And this will be our next source. The Gra said, uh, Hiller really said him. But, and let's read it inside. When it says that he said in the language uh, of his Rav, it was that he added the word Malo. Let's have a look again at the original source of the Mishnah and Adios. It says, A complete hin of drawn water invalidates a mikvah. What would have been so terrible had the Mishnah just said, Hin Mayim Shuvim, Poslin is a mikvah. A hin of Mayim Shuvim, which is a certain quantity, uh, invalidates a mikvah. And we would have known that it's a complete hin. Who would have ever thought that it's anything less than a hin if we said hin? Ella Shishmaya Vavtalion, Shmayan of Talmipne Shechashashashashit, Uatalmidi Misham Ammehem, in Mayim Shuvim, Poslin a mikvah. Because Shmayan of Talion, were worried that the Talmudim would mistakenly misinterpret because of their mispronunciation. Malo in Mayim Shehuvim posin as a mikvah bivituyim bivituyam heim in b'makom hin. Them saying in instead of hin. The achshivushem amrim shemayim shuvim enam poslim. They would have mistakenly have thought that Mayim Shuvim drawn water does not because they would have read. They would have not let's say, heard precisely, and they might have thought that what Shemayim and Avitalian were saying was, ain't Mayim Shuvim posts on a mikvah, that Mayim Shuvim doesn't pass on a mikvah. Oshim Oshir Ritzonam Lomar Sheposlim B'mashmaut In B'chirik In Mayim Poslim Mayim Shuvim Poslim Mikvah Or just that Yes, Mayim Shuvim Pasal Mikvah. But not saying anything about the quantity. Al Kainam Rum Miloin. Shavinuatamidim Shamila in Kavanatahin. If Shamila in Kavanatahin, Vehimida. They added the word Shmayan of Talion when they told over, told over this halacha, they added the word Malo to make it very clear. That it was a shiur, that it was a, a a a an amount that was being spoken about. Because if they only said in Mayim Shuvim posin is a mikvah, the Talmud would have misinterpreted it. Beautiful, says the Gra. So the Gra does go with the Rambam, 
that the problem of uh, of of uh, or the problem that Hillel was was relating to was the mispronunciation of Shmaya and Avtalion of Hin as in, but uh, what Sh what Hillel did was not to say in like Shmaya and Avtalion did, but rather to add the word malo, even though it's an unnecessary word uh, in terms of the content, but it was necessary for Shmaya and Avtalion to avoid a misunderstanding. Now, I want to add a point of of a, of, a, of a certain kind of uh, special hashkocha uh, protest that I experienced this morning. Uh, the, um, the, um, uh, in our Mishnah, in our Mishnah, in our shul, after davening, we learn a Mishnah. And the Mishnahis were learning for Pikayavos. And today's Mishnah was, was that. Avtalion said, I'll pull it out. Avtalion said, Chachamim hizau b'divreichem. Wise men, be careful with your words. Uh, lest you be obligated uh, exile, you will go to the place uh, of the bad waters. The Talmudim will drink that come after you. They will die, and and the name of God will be will be. Um, uh, uh, desecrated. Uh, the the uh, Rabbeinu Yonah that he quoted explains that you have to be very careful about what you say so it's not misinterpreted because very it, it's possible then that Talmudim will misunderstand and they will end up doing the wrong thing or paskening the wrong thing or teaching the wrong thing and then uh, terrible things can happen. So uh, so I walked up to the, so I, I went to the person who was giving over the Mishnais and I told them that, uh, that just, la, just, just uh, previously I'd been, I'd been learning about, uh, about this, uh, this Mishnah in Adius and, uh, and the Vilnagon's explanation. So, so according to the Vilnagon's explanation, Avtalion Shmai, especially Avtalion, was especially careful to make sure that there wasn't a misunderstanding, a misinterpretation. So that's our that's in the context of Talmud Torah uh, uh, mispronunciation. Okay, our third uh, set of sources is about tefillah, and uh, here we are. Um, now, uh, the question uh, is, Adama mitpalel mevarecho merkadesh, somebody who davens, makes a bracha, says kadesh, beloshon ilgimu v'ta'uyot mivtavashibushay What if he, he, he mispronounces, he makes mistakes about, uh, about uh, how he says the words, he messes up letters, but it's done uh, in, in with in, in with all in all innocence. Um, 
and not, God forbid, because of 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 treating it lightly or or uh, or 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 something like that. Do you do answer afterwards? Amen. Now, just just uh, uh, beforehand, of course, uh, the ideal is to is to speak properly, and uh, and uh, and you look in you look through Hilchos Hilchos Kriyachma, and it's very particular about how we should say the letters. Okay. However, we're talking about here if somebody does mispronounce, then what? So he quotes Aran once again here. Um, just a minute. Okay, interesting. Okay, have a look uh, there at Ariel's, Ariel's uh, share. So, um, so uh, so he says the following. He says, listen, this person who who says Kaddish in a very in a way with with a lot of mispronunciations, his intent is to express the words of Kaddish, to sanctify and to elevate the name of God. Because of his limitations, again, it could be physical limitations. Some people uh, simply have physical problems speaking. It could be an educational thing that he never really got a chance to learn Hebrew properly, or it could be that he's in the process of doing it. Um, God, who, uh, who, knows what's going on in the innermost parts of a person. Again, literally, it's his, he tests the kidneys and the heart. All HaKadosh Baruch wants is, is a person's heart. Because this person speaks this way. This person's prayers are accepted like fragrance, like a sweet fragrance in front of Hashem, uh, you can answer Amen and say, Okay. Now, um, now, true, it could be that the mispronunciations that are spoken about in Hilchos Nedorim are different because they ended up being a common mispronunciation of a certain language. Um, but what about an individual? Now, again, we're jumping from Nidorim uh, to, uh, to Tefillah. So, so you can't always switch from one area of halacha to another. But listen to this uh, bare halacha. The uh, Mishnah Bura says, Vida'od it seems to me, those things that are said in any language, and the Mishnah and Sota has a whole list of things that can be said in different languages. Uh, so you can pray in different languages. If it's the people in that country, speak that way. But if the people of that country don't speak that language, he and a couple others speaks that way. It's not considered a language in this particular country. 
Lashon Hakodesh Hebrew is is a is a language which has independent existence. It's it's an essential language. But rather, but other languages are are simply uh, a way that people uh, agreed on to be able to communicate with each other, meaning something that that developed in a way that people could say things to each other and understand each other. But there's nothing essential. It's just it's just a means to an end. And a language that people don't understand is not considered a language. I found the Ritva wrote this, the Ritva on the Rif wrote something similar uh, in the first paragraph of When it talks about saying things in any language, it means the language that is spoken in that location. Okay, so there, this seems to say that, that, uh, that even in a non-Hebrew language, a person must speak uh, in, an, in, a, in a recognized language. But then he quotes uh, the Orchah Shulchan. Here's our next quote. A, a person who mispronounced in his own way, he fulfills his obligation. Like the Orchah Shulchan said, Somebody who mispronounces, he has he has either a speech impediment, or um, and, and he says they don't know how to say a proper resh. Uh, my resh. That's a that's a, an American style resh. That's a resh. It's not a the French do a resh. It sounds a little like a chet. The Russians do a resh. So, so will the real resh stand up? Or you can't say shin. There, there are people who would only say sin. Sometimes you would see that in, uh, in, uh, in Lithuania. Uh, and uh, and it, was, it was, of course, in Tanakh, uh, one of the ways they tested whether somebody was, tri- was from the tribe of Binyamin. They would ask them to say shibolet. And see if it came out Sibolet. Oshamrim Gimel Kedalet Bechayotzimem. Somebody says, oh, and it's like the Yatza. They still fulfill the obligation. Kevin Shebadaber Lefidiboro. He speaks the way he speaks with his impediment. Viotermiza Ita Bemedrash Chazita Al Pasuk Vidiglo Alayava. And even more intense is what it says in the Midrash, Midrashir Ashirim. It's called Midrash Chazita. And the Pasuk Vidiglo Alayava. Now, uh, the whatever the pasuk means al pipshat, the the medrash darshans it as dilugo alayava. His skipping, amarabi acha, ama arachakorela ahava eva, kigon veahafta veayafta. So he speaks in a way where the words end up meaning the exact opposite of what of what they really are. Ava is love and Ava is hatred, enmity. Vehafta is you love, Vehafta is you you make an enemy. Even now here it's darshaning not not just vidilugo alayala like I said, 
But Velig Lugo, even something that seems to be mocking, it's still something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves. Because, because once again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the heart. And this person, even if he says something that sounds uh, absurd or incorrect, HaKadosh Baruch, Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves it because it's a person who is, who is uh, in, a, in, a, in a relationship with him. Now, there's a, uh, uh, our last source uh, is from the Sefer Hasidim on the same topic about mispronunciations in Davin. Here it's also in Birkas Kohanim. What if somebody says, instead of, uh, now, instead of Yishmarecha with a resh sound, he says Yishmarecha, which means he will destroy you. Again, the exact opposite. So let's say somebody says a resh, He's got problems. Let's say it's like uh, like me, an American in Israel, trying to work on moving from the American style race to the uh, Israeli race, and the guttural race too hard. So I do a r sound, a r. But let's say the r sounds up a little bit like a d, r, d, r, tr, tr. So instead of saying v'yishme recha, v'yishme recha, or v'yishme recha, it ends up v'yishme recha. So uh, should you let that fellow continue to do Birkas Kohanim? So, the, the, the Sefer Hasidim says as follows. The Sefer Hasidim is from the Rishonim, is the Hasidei Ashkenaz, the pious of, of Germany. Uh, it's Rabbi Yehuda HaChassid and his uh, magnum opus. We have Chuv, we have Bali, he's one of the Baliatosos. We have Tosos Rabbi Yehuda HaChassid on Brachos, but uh, maybe we have another Masechtas, I don't know, but but his, his magnum opus is this, uh, a very large and important book called Sefer Hasidim. Uh, and he writes, And if you are wondering, you're, you're, you're astounded by those people who, who stutter or mispronounce. Gimgum in modern Hebrew we use for, for stuttering, but here I think he means mispronouncing. They don't pronounce a chet properly. They they pronounce it like a like a hey, like uh, like uh, people are used to American pronunciation. Ulishin samach. That's like the Lithuanian mispronunciation. Ulekof tet. I'm not sure how you would do that. Ulereish dalid. That that we can see. Uh, I just explained how that could happen. How are these people able to read the Torah? How are these people able to say Adavar Shabiktusha, Borku Kedusha, etc.? When they read the pasuk, our soul waits for God, longs for God, waits for God. Chiksa waits with a chet. But if they mispronounce the chet, it sounds like Hiksa. Hits, strikes. Well, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's like a curse. Altit malachefets. Don't be. Don't wonder about this. Kibor eno ajer bochenli bod our Creator, who who tests the heart. He knows what's going on inside every person. Eno shoel kim leva adam asher All he wants is that a person's heart is pure with him. If this person doesn't know his how to speak properly. Malel of Kilu Amar Yafeh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers it as if he said it beautifully. Begam HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sameach Alav Simcha Gedola. God is very happy about such a person. Ve'omar, Kama Hu Mezamer Lefanai Lefidato. How much is this person singing to me according to his understanding? Ba'alzen Amar V'diglo Alayava. And again, probably drawing on that same Midrash as Deor HaShulchan we saw earlier, uh, says that Pasuk. 
there was a certain coin who would do Birkas Koanim, and he would say, And there was a Chacham there who, who uh, told him not to go up in Duchen anymore. He doesn't know how to pronounce the words in Birkas Koanim. Apparently, he was a chacham, the kind of chacham that gets significant dreams where they send the messages from heaven, and and he and they showed him from heaven that if he doesn't return that coin, so he will uh, he will uh, uh, he will be punished for it uh, if he doesn't uh, have that coin go back to to. Uh, uh, he mentions uh, that uh, here, Rav, Rav Zilberstein mentions uh, one of the Acheronim, I forgot what his name is, of Parkasata de Ania, who writes uh, the, the Sefer Hasidim said this if he already did it in order to not embarrass him. But it's not ideal. Uh, Okay, now uh, we'll close with another Misa from the Sefer Hasidim, which Sefer Hasidim, the Book of the Pious, but this is, is actually reminiscent of the later Sipure Hasidim, this, this, uh, of, the, of the Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov. Um, you see, by the way, that there is, there is a, 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 common, a common theme of the Hasidi Ashkenaz and the Hasidi Abal Shem Tov. He quotes another uh, uh, passage in the Sefer Chassidim. There was a story about a person who was a who was a, uh, a, a an animal herder, a shepherd, or a or a, or a cattleman, whatever it was. He didn't know how to daven. Every day he would say, "Rebona Shalom, Master of the World." It is revealed, it is known before you. If you had animals, and you gave them to me to watch them, to everyone else I, I, I watch for pay, for a fee, I would, I would watch for you for free because I love you. One time there was a Talmud Chacham was walking uh, by the way, and he saw this, this shepherd that he was davening that way. And the Talmud Chacham said, uh, You uh, silly person, literally means a crazy person, don't daven that way. Amar Oilav. So this this uh, this uh, shepherd said, "So how should I daven?" Miat limedo to tamid chacham. Seder brachot ukriachma tefila. So he taught him the brachos. He taught him kriachma. He taught him tefila. Almanach shalomar yomar od mashayaragilomar. So he shouldn't say what he was usually usually saying. Lachar shela shehalach to tamid chacham. After that, tamid chacham left. He forgot everything that he learned. One shot, learning the whole davening, and he forgot the whole thing. But he didn't daven. He, what he used to say, he was afraid to say, 
because that tzaddik stopped him from saying it. That's, that Talmud Chacham saw in a dream at night that they said to him, If you don't go to that shepherd and tell him that he should continue saying what he was, what he was accustomed to saying before you came to him, you'll know that the evil things will befall you. Because you stole from me one from the Olam Abba, from the world to come. And so right away, the Talmud Chacham went back to that shepherd and said, well, how do you daven? What are you davening? I don't daven anything now. I forgot what you taught me. And you told me not to, not to say to Hashem if, I, if, if, you, had, if you had animals, etc. And he told them, he told them, go continue saying what you were saying before. Uh, I forgot, there's this, there's one more source of Rav Leviatik Berdichev. Uh, there was a, uh, Rav Leviatik Berdichev was at, at one of the trade fairs once. And he saw there was somebody who was davening very quickly. And he was, he was swallowing the words, like that. And, and uh, you couldn't understand what he was saying. When he finished davening, Rav Levi Yitzhak probably in Rav Levi Yitzhak formative years, so, so uh, when he was becoming the tzaddik, so so Rav Levi Yitzhak went up to the person and he said, so he looked at me, he, he didn't know who this person was. And he said, what do you want from me? Um, uh, this is the way you talk to your creator. You're, you're, you're uh, the one who is, who is your master. How do you expect your prayers to be accepted if you yourself don't understand what you're saying? The man said the following, I'll give you a mashal, like a baby who didn't start to speak yet. So a baby uh, uh, speaks gibberish. He speaks half words that are not understandable. A person standing on the side doesn't understand what the, ba- what the baby's saying. But the baby's mother understands what he wants, what he needs. Our father in heaven knows and, and what he knows what, what we're asking. Even if we say it with, with, uh, with uh, words that are that are uh, literally grabbed, that are that are swallowed, that are that are not understandable because that said so quickly. He very much enjoyed this answer, and he would use it to to uh, to uh, defend Israel in his uh, in his avodas uh, So. So HaKadosh Baruch understands what you're saying. Again, once again, ideal is to speak properly, to try to work on, on how, we, how we say the tefillahs and how, certainly how we say Kriyat Shema, but 
bidiavad when we're talking about certainly about judging others, which which alta dunas chaverchad shetagilim mikomo and alti dan yechidi shein dan yechidi ela echad, but certainly in order to to justify others others behavior, uh, answering amen to somebody who who speaks improperly, uh, making sure not to embarrass people or not to appreciate the special uh, love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for these prayers. So, so that's, what these, uh, that's what these sources teach us. That is what I wanted to share with you today.